I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the 1871 podcast. And tonight, I'm delighted to say we've got a very special guest. Uh, he's a former Reading player. He played in Saturday's Legends game, and he's been a guest on the 1871 podcast before. And actually, we uh, we weren't 100% sure if uh, this second player could join, but he's joined us now. So um, welcome to you both, Simon Cox and Ibrahim Asonko. How hey. are you both? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And Ibrahim, how are you? Oh. He's just joining. He's he's cooking, it looks like. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome back. How are you? Turn your camera on. Turn your microphone on, Sugs. Flipping out. (laughs) Oh, we can't hear him yet. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll come back to Ibrahim. I hope hopefully he can get his microphone working. There we go. There we go. go. 21st century, mate. Come on. Welcome back. back. How (laughs) how are you, Ibrahim? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Now, before I, um, before I speak to both of you, and Johnny's on the call as well, just to let you know that on tomorrow's episode, we'll be speaking to Royals fan Brendan Carr. And Brendan was involved in creating the fantastic Reading FC exhibition. So looking forward to that one. But um, yeah, so hello to Simon. Hello to Ibrahima. Uh, both former guests. So welcome back. Obviously, it wasn't too bad last time if you decided to come back. So thank you. Really grateful to have you back on. And um, and you both played in the game on Saturday. So, Simon, come to you first. Um, j- just want to ask you, actually, before I ask you about the game, did you get to speak to Ibrahim much during your first time at Reading? Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of the senior players and one of the people that uh, had a good relationship with at the club as well as outside of the club and, and we got on really well so he was uh, he was always somebody listen he's he's about songs how big are you six four six three six four six three six he, he's uh but he's a gentle giant so it was always nice to to be able to to speak with him on on many issues and and simon how much did you enjoy the game on on saturday yeah loved it really enjoyed it really enjoyed being back um 
being a part of what the whole day was all about and, and celebrating the two teams and the club as a whole and, and just being, it was nice being back in front of the, the fans again. And it was obviously again, nice for them to come out and see all some old faces. Um, so it was really nice to be a part of. Uh, and obviously uh, plenty of goals and um, you scored one of the goals, but I think Leroy Lita tried to take it on the line. <laughs> did he? But was, can you clear it up? Was it definitely your goal? I'm claiming it, so it was it was nice for me. Um, yeah, listen, lots of goals. Sunks was at fault for a few, so I'll have to review this performance <laughs> in a bit. But um, but no, it was lovely. It was uh, it was all in good spirits, and you know, like I say, good to be back in uh, in, in familiar surroundings. Uh, and Ibrahima, you you had a bit of a mad dash from Senegal, didn't you? Via Belgium, I think it was, and. And didn't, am I right in saying you arrived at the ground about 35 minutes before kickoff on Saturday? Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's right. It's right. It's, uh, I'm used to be late, so you know nothing. Nothing changes. <laughs> I saw. I saw a, a video clip of of you um, when you arrived, and, and it was as if you were two hours early. You were just. You, you just. I think fans know you as a, as a laid back guy, but it, it was as if it was all planned, but. I guess you know coming over from Senegal, and did you did you travel overnight or in the morning, or how did that work? Yeah, I flew out from Senegal on Friday evening. Um, got reached Brussels on at um, like five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Then I picked up my family around eight o'clock. We just got back on the road for uh, for England. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and what was it like to play in that game on Saturday and be reunited with some of your former teammates? It's funny enough, I was saying to my wife, uh, it's almost like I needed that closure, you know, because as I finished football, but never really finished it the way I wanted to. You know, I stopped playing because my knee was hurting at some point, you know, and I wasn't playing in the league that I wanted to play. I go into management, things wasn't right. and you know, all them kind of things, you know, and uh, and I needed that game to happen, you know, to be with a lot of the people. I spent most of the times, you know, the best of my times, I spent it with all of them, Simon and the, and the lot, you know. So to have them all in the game is almost like it was, uh, how would I say that? It's like everyone at the same time, we were doing our last show and now we can forget about football and just move on with life, you know. So, you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. I had a great time. And you had Marcus Hanneman was there. You had Graham Murty. You had Eva Ingemarsson. So it was almost, you know, the entire uh, defence again, wasn't it? What, what was that like to reunite with, with those players and, uh, and to, to play that, you know, almost exactly the same defence again? No, it was it was nice. It was nice, you know, because yeah, as a, we know each other for so long and we do talk a lot, you know. So me and Eva, it was like we never left each other, you know. We can understand each other, we can talk to each other, and we do the same thing as we used to do. Mercy is the same, you know. He just can't run anymore, but he's <laughs> <laughs> the, the same crumpy person on the pitch. So, <laughs> so it was fun to have him. Marcus was behind, but it was a fun day. So uh, as much as we tried. To be serious about it, we knew that our body couldn't follow, so we did our best. <laughs> and, and Simon, what what was it like? You know, getting that mixture of um, the the older players. You know, you played in the one hundred and six team because you you were at Reading at that time, 
but also playing with and against some of the younger players as well. Yeah, obviously, I think the the whole thing was just a, a really good day, and and the ones who can run a little bit more did run a little bit more. The ones who can't, it was uh, it was just a nice day out. So. Um, Listen, it was it was a great spectacle for everybody and for us, the people who, as as Sonk said, like to be back and and sort of close that chapter uh, in a nice way was was really was really lovely. And Johnny, do you want to come in now? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for a brilliant day to you and the rest of the teams. I think for a lot of us, I think it's kind of a bit of a closure, isn't it, on a, a time uh, which is such a great time. But what was it like? Stepping back into those change rooms after not being there for so long and just coming back to the club, the banter, was it nothing changed? It was different. The, the, the dressing room is a lot different to when, even when I came back the second time. Okay. Um, I mean, I remember when when I was a YTS at, at Reading, they used to just have like uh, wooden benches in the dressing room. So now they've got like individual slots with the Recaro seats and plugs and everything for the phones and all that sort of like all, all mod cons. Um, whereas, yeah. And I guess that's a lot of that was probably due to the pandemic as well. So you could have the separation and everything else, but even like in the, in the showers, you've got the, you know, individual cubicles and things like that. It was just, so like we were in the home dressing room, so we got to see all of what the the players saw last season and the season before. So it was nice, but songs, I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, was nice. It was nice, you know, everything has improved. So, yeah, it was way different to what we used to have and way more comfortable now, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it remains a dressing room, you know. Uh, we had great memories there and I think it was more like about the faces inside the dressing room instead of actually the deck of the thingy, you know. I mean, yeah, you see, you know, you look across and you see all your mates and, uh, you know, and you smile just for seeing them and that was the best part of it. I think what they tried to do as well is they tried to put people back in the same seats as they were when they played at that time. So yeah, like exactly. Mar- Marcus was in the in the corner, uh, Glenn Little was in his seat and everybody else, they tried to put as many people back in their same seats as they possibly could do. Yeah, and when you, The game itself, like from us as a fan, it was a quality game to watch. Were you surprised how good the standard was have seen as you hadn't played for so you know so long as teams very competitive game wasn't it up till what sort of 15 20 minutes to go we didn't touch the ball for the first 5 minutes <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't get out of the ball <laughs> so right <laughs> now now i think i think it's one of these things you know we uh, at the time we were playing different kind of football you know i can't remember us passing the ball as much as we did but, you know, I think we just evolved, you know. Uh, you know, I played for different teams. You know, Simon played for different teams as well. You know, other people played for different teams. And we evolved with football, you know. The football we were playing in 2006 is nothing like the football you play today. You know, and I think everyone I picked up on it, apart from uh, Glenn Little. But, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't but yeah. Quick then, did he? Say that again. Glenn Little doesn't change, does he, speed-wise? No, no and, it, and his mouth doesn't change either. <laughs> Simon, um, how, how sort of extra special was it for you to, to score? Although, you know, Leroy Lee took the claim in it, but how, how special was that? 
Yeah, again, sort of similar to what Songs was said, really, that um, I didn't get to leave and say goodbye myself, really. I sort of like when when I left the second time, especially, um, I left with like two or three games to go. I was told I wasn't going to be involved in the game, so I never really got a chance to say bye to, to anybody. Um, so actually coming back and you know, had family, everybody had family there and stuff. And and to sort of say goodbye with a with a goal was was just nice. And and at that end where I mean when I was growing up as a kid, my season ticket was Y26. So like at that end and um just a really, really nice way to to sort of cap off cap off a lovely day. And Ibrahim, I just want to talk to you obviously um eight goals you probably would have preferred not to have conceded that many, but what was it like playing against, you know, Jason Roberts, Jimmy Kebe, Jem Karachan, and obviously Brian Howard, you know, gets a second half hat trick. What, what was that like to play against those players? Yeah, it's, you know, um, they were quality players on their time, you know, and nothing has changed. I think Kebe can still play, you know, to be fair. You know, he's, he was running and I was looking at him thinking like, are you 26 or 36, you know, <laughs> because, you know, he, he still had full speed, good technique and everything. So hopefully... You know, he might want to get back in the team at some point. But yeah, Jason, Jason is one of his things. You know, I always played against him, you know, when he was at Wigan, when he was at uh, West Brom, when he was at, at Blackburn, you know, and I always had a shit game against him, sorry my language. <laughs> and yesterday, again, he managed to score. So, uh, so it was nice. It was nice, you know, to see everyone and to play against people that you are, you know, I consider as friends, really, because... With the time we played against each other or just meeting and everything in right clubs, we just become all so so close and we share we share the Reading Football Club, you know. So even though, you know, like the like of Gox, I don't really know and everything, the fact that he was at the club, you know, at the time when I wasn't, you know, and I was watching the club and supporting the club and maybe him just to know the history of the 106, you know, got us closer. You understand what I mean? You know, we got something, something in common, and uh, that was special. That was very special. Uh, and you were, you were leading at one point. You were three-two up. Uh, James Henry scored a couple of goals. Leroy Leeter scored. He definitely scored one goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Doyle scored as well. I mean, you know, what what was it like just to um, be part of that again, and you know, see those players and Leeter and Doyle scored, and Simon got a goal, and you know, and and you had. Um, you know, like Glenn Little again. It, it was most of the, the the 106 team, wasn't it? How how did it feel? How did it make you feel kind of emotionally, if you like? I was, as I say, it was amazing. The, the whole day was amazing, really. Because as much as we say the 106 team, you know, we have to remember that Simon was with us, okay? You know, not playing much, but always with us. You know, I remember I've got pictures of him on the bus and everything, you know. So people like Jem, you know, PSC, they were at the club already, you know, and someone will tell you, I've always been very close to the to the younger age, you know, talking to them and everything and having fun with them. So I was already close to them. So that's all part of the story. And when I left the club, they took over and did so well. So to be playing against them and everything, and it's almost like having your little, playing against your little brother, you know, and, and that was, that was, you know, that was the charm of the day. It's like, there was no stranger on the pitch. It was just like a group of friends, 
you know, having a good time and trying to provide the best quality football they could, you know, at the edge, obviously. <laughs> yeah. and, and Simon, you know, how, how about you? Obviously, you were involved at that time. I think you made, um, what was it, a couple of appearances, something yeah. like that. Um, but to actually come back and, and play in a game with, you, you know, I, I think it was most of, of that team that, that went up and, and uh, finished eighth in the Premier League. What, what was that like to be part of that and be playing with those players? Yeah, to be honest, when I when I sort of, um, when I came on here, uh, what was it, about a week before and and I was still a little bit unsure about whether I was playing. Uh, and then when I sort of said yes to it, um, the only reason really was I said yes was to sort of be a part of the day and and have my family there and, and then be a part of the day. And then when I got to the ground and and the first person I saw was Glenn Little and he was like, Coxie, you can still play, can't you? You can still run around. You'll, you'll be all right. And I was like, you know, look, I think I can run around a little bit more than he can. So it was fine. And then, uh, then I get down into the dressing room and see like Steve Koppel and he says, Coxie, how are you fit? And I was like, well, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and he said, right, sound, no problem. And then all of a sudden I'm playing centre midfield with Glenn Little and I was like, this is like, like just probably the most contrast of midfield players you've ever seen. One who can't move and one who don't want to play in there. So, uh, yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to be a part of and um, I played more minutes in that whole game than I probably did in the whole 106 season. So, uh, so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, and Ibrahim, I just want to ask you about Marcus Hanneman, he, he actually came out on pitch, didn't he? And, he, and he, he kind of showed that he can play a bit as well as being a decent keeper, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, you know what? I was surprised. I'm like, who's coming on? And I saw the name, like, for Marcus on the front, you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah, he did, he did extremely well. To be fair. Did, you know I mean? He lay off the ball. That cross he made on Jimmy Curriton, it was a, like an amazing cross. You know, there was a free kick and Auntie took it and I wish he took it because he was for the right footer and he didn't. But his kicking is amazing. It's crazy. It's like he's 50 years old next year. And like he launched a couple of balls, one at Lita, one at Auntie. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I can kick it that far anymore, you know? But uh, yeah, Marcus is uh, Marcus, Marcus, you know, he's, uh, he's always been a lovely man, you know, uh, someone is there for everyone. So it was, uh, it was amazing just to spend that, that bit of time again with him. Yeah. And Johnny, do you want to come back in? Yeah, so I was going to say, Simon, are you going to consider coming out of retirement now you found a new position? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if Mark Bowen wants to give me a call, I can have a, I can have a really good guy trying to get fit if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like to both of you being back with Steve Koppel? How was that? <laughs> He's not changed. He has <laughs> He's not. not. He has not. Yeah. He has not. I think he was still wearing the same suit as well. <laughs> <laughs> May have done. But yeah, no, it was amazing to see him, you know. Like, I was talking to Wally Down last night because now he's in, uh, he lives in, um, in Jamaica. He's coaching there. And I was talking to him and I was saying to him, you know, uh, he should have been part of the day as well. You know, yeah. Wally, I've got a special connection with him because um, he's the first one to sign me in England. You know, he's the reason why I signed for Reading, you know, and he's always been behind me. So I know him over 20 years and he's always been great for me. So so I really wanted him to be there. So yesterday when we were talking everything, I said, I just wish you were there. And I mean, just to see you again. But uh, it seems like I'm going to have to fly to Jamaica for that. <laughs> 
You're used to going around now, though, aren't you? So that's just a yeah. little short stop flight for you. Exactly, he's a short stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just wanted just wanted to ask you both, um, what what was it like having Sir John Medeski there as well? Because he he kind of was, you know, not solely responsible, but um, you know, he he was the the man behind taking Reading forward, and he put the foundations in place. Uh, and, and obviously everyone's grateful to, to him and what he did for the club. And he, he came on the pitch, didn't he? And, and and fans have still got that emotional connection with him. What what was it, you know, what was it like with him there? And, and what was it like with the atmosphere, with the fans and just the feel-good factor, Simon? You know, what, what was that like to, to play in, in that atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, so I've... Sir John Medeski back in the in the dressing room before the game saying his speeches is like they're like legendary that what he does every every home game. Um so to have that again was lovely. Um and like you said, he put the foundations. I was I was a fan when we left Elm Park and was there the first game against Luton at the what was then the Medeski Stadium. Um you know so he he deserves a lot of credit for what Reading Football Club used to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Um, and had if he uh, if he had the money, if he was, you know, a billionaire, then he would probably still be involved in Reading Football Club, and it would be run in a different way. But uh, but he's not, and unfortunately, you know, times change, and you have to um, sometimes you have to sell the football club to for the better of the football club. Obviously it's then down to whoever owns that football club at that time to run it how they see fit. Um, but for him to be back and in front of the crowd again and them singing his name and, and the appreciation of, of the fans towards him was just, was just really, really nice to see. And Ibrahim, what about you? Because obviously, you know, you, you kind of, in a way, if you like, benefited from uh, what Sir John Medeski did and that fantastic time, those two seasons, the 106 season and, you know, that fantastic season in, in the Premier League. And it kind of a lot of that was down to him. So it, it was a sort of a, a tribute to him as well, wasn't it, on Saturday? Yeah, no, it's so true. I think he's the, he's the biggest Reading legend, really, like Simon said. You know, uh, without him, they would have never been us, if you understand what I mean. You know, um, it's amazing because, you know, like Simon said, he came in the dressing room and gave his speech. And uh, you can just see him like, 20 years back when he was giving the same pitch, you know, I mean, in a dressing room and everything. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, it was a complete picture to have him in a dressing room to the pitch, come out, say hello to the fan like he used to. You know, that just complete the our the picture and the day, really, for everyone, you know. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of his, like Simon say, the club is run by different people now and we only wish them success because we are... You know, we are a massive fan of the club and we just want to see that uh, that club go as far as he can. 
and I, and I just want to ask you both before Johnny comes back in, which players on the day really impressed you and which players did you think were perhaps showing their age a, a little bit? I'll come to you, Simon, first. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, well, Blakey obviously can't move, so he was, he was in trouble. He was in trouble from minute one. Uh, plus, he was mic'd up for the first little bit as well, so he had that to deal with. And and his slip of the tongue is probably not exactly the best person to have mic'd up. So, um, and then like yeah, see, uh, for James Henry's first goal, I was getting, I was trying to get Mertz to go on the uh, the overlap, and I think he had concrete in his boots, so he weren't going anywhere. Um, but you can see, like more so from from the 2011-12 season team. Um, you know, the likes of Mikael Ledgerwood, you know, he's still very, very qu- good quality. Joby's obviously still got it. Jem's still got it. You know, there's still a lot of players there that, I mean, if somebody really wanted to have a go at something, you could bring them all out of retirement and uh, and have a go at it. They they could still play them, boys. Ibrahima, what about you? Yeah, no, it's true. It's mostly like the, the younger age. They will fit, as I say, like, KB, uh, Jimmy KB, Joby, Leatherwood, uh, Tabby, Jem. Mm. You know, I just think that the people that you can bring back, bring back to the club, you know, and they can play every two games. I'm sure of it. You know, I mean, they, they look so fit and everything. On our side, you know, I was surprised with Lita. You know, really surprised with Lita. You know, uh, I thought he would be, uh, he would be like us, but he wasn't. You know. Uh, Simon's not saying much about him, but Simon was running you yeah. know, at, at that position. For someone who doesn't play that position, you made a lot of running, you know, up and down the pitch, which which was I, nice. I had Glenn next to me, so it was either we were all going to stand still or <laughs> one of us had to. But I'll tell you who the other one was, actually, was Doyler. Doyler was... Uh, Kevin Doyler, exactly. Oh, I was For it, someone who couldn't exactly play anymore like, because yeah, of his head. I think he's at injury, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and everything, but everything with the ball, he was running, he was tracking back and everything. It was nice. Even Stephen Hunt, you know, showed a, a bit more quality than when he was playing. You know, <laughs> no, no jokes, honestly. He, he probably wasn't running as much as he used to run, but he had so much more quality in his game. And that was, that was nice. That was nice to see. As I, as I say, I think we all evolved a little bit. You know, uh, I think we just, by watching football and going on with the time football is being played now, the style of playing and everything, we're just trying to replicate everything they used to uh, they used to do. And in our time, we just used to do the job. That's all. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what about um, Brian Howard? He, sc- he actually scored uh, as many goals in one half of football as he did in his entire time at, at Reading. Um, you know, he scored one great goal in particular. He, he must have been a standout player. But were you a bit surprised at how well he did? Did his free kick come off your head, Songs? Uh, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor, poor wall, that. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, me personally, I wasn't surprised. You know, uh, I played two years ago um, a friendly game with him. You know, and he still had that touch. You know, that uh, that vision that is so te- technically is so is so good. You know, I mean, amazing. I would say. Yeah, and and Ibrahim, you you had a special relationship with the fans during your time at Reading. You've still got that, haven't you? And you know, what what was that like to get that relationship with the fans back on Saturday? 
just like Simon said earlier, you know, uh, when I left in 2008, uh, was it like, it was very strange the way I left because I had that issue the year before we went, you know, the one, the one we went down because I came back from injury, you know, played a few games, then, you know, made a mistake, then got kicked out, then we went down, then I came back. We played three games, you know, I scored three goals and everything. I thought everything was going and then now you're going to stop. And I never really had time to say goodbye to my teammate, to, you know, to really settle anything, anything like that. So, uh, so it was nice to be back one more time at the club and literally see everyone, just like someone say, say goodbye properly. You know, say goodbye properly. I mean, we say goodbye. We're still going to come and see people and come to the stadium and everything. But football-wise, you know, is, is, is the perfect closure for me. You know, now I can just think about, I don't need to play football anymore. I can just play with my friend in a park. It's no problem. Yeah. And, and Simon, you, you didn't, you know, one game at the weekend wasn't enough for you. You played on Sunday <laughs> as well, didn't you? What, what was that like? What, tell us a bit about that game and what was that like? Yeah, it was it was lovely. It was for a, a teammate of mine who I played with at Southend. He'd been at Southend for for over ten years, so he had his testimonial and um, was a, again lovely send off um, for him and his family. I think he's, he still wants to play, so just a, he's he's obviously not playing at Southend for next season. So it's just nice for him to have uh, a little bit of closure for the football club as well, and and uh, it was a. Southend versus Colchester United, which is obviously the big rivalry down in Essex. Um, so it was lovely. It was a really good day, um, but I was definitely feeling it this morning, getting out of bed. I know that. Uh, and did you score in that game? No, I couldn't move. <laughs> I felt like Glenn Little. <laughs> All right. And um, yeah, just uh, Ibrahim, I just wanted to to ask you and, and Simon, um, how, how, are, how are your legs um, now, after, you know, after a few days. Well, on my side, uh, after 35 minutes, I picked up a cough problem here. You know, it was stiff and uh, I managed to finish the game. I don't know how, but I did. Uh, but the next day, strangely, the next day I felt better. You know, I thought I was going to be very, very tired the next day. But, you know, um, apart from my cough, everything else was okay. Yeah. And I'm still feeling right now. I'm not going to play football anymore for a long time, but uh, but on that occasion, you know, but I was prepared because obviously we knew that was coming. And while I was in Senegal, I was running two, three times a week just to make sure that I've got something in my leg because I don't want to get there. And within five minutes, having to leave the pitch, I wanted to enjoy it as much as I could. So I did prepare myself the right way. And, and Simon, how are your legs now? Uh, still attached, just... <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. And Ibrahim, uh, when we had you on first time round, um, we said that when you came back, we, you were going to talk to us about that first season in the, in the Premier League, finishing eighth. Just give us a little summary in terms of your, your memory of that season. Obviously, we talked about the 106 season going up into the Premier League, but what was that like for you personally to you know, play in that season, play in the Premier League against all those big clubs? Uh, and some of the, you know, the strikers that you face. What what was that that season like for you personally? Well, um, first, I think it was a big achievement for every single player on the pitch. You know, because no disrespect to anyone. You now maybe one or two might have done it, 
but we got ourselves in the Premier League, you know, instead of um, having people try to come and get us. You understand what I mean? And I think it would have been harder for people to come and get us not having been to the Premier League at the first time, you understand? So, uh, so it was a great achievement for everyone. Uh, being there, as I say, the first game was just a nightmare. The first 30, 45 minutes was just like too quick, too much quality, too much everything. And we were like, wow. And I remember when uh, the manager came back in the dressing room and when, welcome to the Premier League. <laughs> Everyone was looking at each other thinking we're going to get hammered. And he just said, welcome to the Premier League. And from there, he said, if you want to play like Premier League players, you're not there yet. But you have to take the championship to the Premier League. That's the only way you can survive. And them words were just enough to trigger something in our head. And we came back and we just keep turning them, turning them, turning them. And we end up skits on scoring. Then, you know, and everything went like from there we thought, you know what, we score one, maybe it's doable. And after that first victory, we just thought, you know what, if we remain truthful to our identity, you know, what we used to be like in a championship, you know, we can probably achieve something. We weren't thinking about finishing eighth or anything like that. For us, achieving was, okay, we're 15, we stay in the league. <laughs> that was the biggest achievement that we could expect to hope for. But we end up doing far more better than before, you know. Unfortunately, it stopped short for me in January when I got injured, you know, but the boys picked up from, uh, you know, where I left and just went on and did so well. Second season, you know, it was a bit more difficult, obviously, the syndrome of second season for every club going up. But uh, that first year for me, especially, it was like the best year I had in the Premier League, you know, no doubt. And, and Simon, you obviously we talked about it when you were on before, but which which for you felt like the better season? Because for me, as a as a Reading fan, the one hundred six season was brilliant. But actually, you know the the season in the Premier League were, was even better because of what the team achieved, and nobody was expecting that. Which which of the two two seasons do you think was kind of the the really sort of special one, or, or was was it just both of them? I think the uh, I think the championship winning season is the better one of the two because when you get into the Premier League, no one expects anything from you, and, and probably everybody expected you to get relegated anyway because you're a small smaller club than what was in the Premier League at the time. Um, like I mentioned last time, I think you only signed three or four players, so it wasn't as if like there was a massive influx of players that came in. So everybody was pretty relatively new to the Premier League. Um, and I think it was it has to be the, the 106 season because to go on and do something that, you know, for me probably won't be beaten for a very, very, very long time, um, that has to stand out. Yes, not many clubs will go from the Championship and, and finish eighth in the Premier League. That That is a, you know, is, is something to be admired in itself. But, um, you know, teams do go from the Championship and stay up in the Premier League. That, that happens quite regularly now. So, um, but the 106 season has got to be the most special one, I think, for me. Uh, and Johnny, do you, do you want to come back in with a couple of final questions? Yeah, just saying about that, Simon, like, obviously you know, money's such a different thing in the game, isn't it? And, you know, for us fans, seeing you, the characters that you had back then as players on those teams, it must just give you all immense pride. 
to be part of that era for, for both of you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's a strange one because when you go back into a dressing room for people, because, you know, since people have retired or people have, have left the football club, they've all gone on their, their own separate journeys, whether that be Marcus and Bobby have gone back to the States, whether it be Songs has, has gone off uh, to Senegal, whether, you know, people are still in the Reading area or some have moved up and down the country. So you all go on your own separate journeys um, when you finish football. But then when you sort of come back into that dressing room and you see people for the first time in, you know, however many years, it's funny how everything just seems to be okay again and, and sort of click again. And you, you're happy to see people and, and you have that first couple of questions. Oh, what are you up to these days? Where are you living? You know, you've got family, wife, kids, well, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it just feels like you'd never been away. So that was, that was really, really lovely. Um, I don't know what, what songs feels about that. No, I think, I think you're right. I think like, you know, you, you're coming to a known area, but without being sure that the people will be the same people, you know? And, um, and I think we had uh, such a good time together when everything fit from the minute we look at each other. You know, it was like, I mean, Simon and I, we, uh, we do speak, you know, I mean, we, it's not like we stay 10 years without seeing each other, you know, I mean, we, uh, we speak, you know, we send messages to each other on Instagram, we keep up with the families and everything. So we're really close. But like, if uh, I, I spoke to him probably once or twice a year, but it's long conversation, but we always get on and have a laugh, you know, but I've not seen him since, well, since he left Ipswich, you know, when I was at Ipswich. So uh, that tells you like, like, 11 years nearly, you know, since I last saw him. And just to see him, and I'm like, and he's looking at me and say songs like usual, and I'm like, amazing. You know, like, just to have that connection, you know, and it's not going to be, you're not going to lose it, you know what I mean, and everything. And he's pretty much every, ever with everyone in the club. You know, the one you like more, the like, the one, it's not like you like less, but the one you spend more time with, and the one you spend less time with, you know what I mean? But it still seems like nothing has changed at all. And that was uh, the best part of the day, yeah. you know? I think it's the same for the fans, that, that connection. Nothing's changed. But if you had, like, your, your, your one memory you take away from the, the game on Saturday for both of you, what would that be, a lasting memory? Um, probably the bit at the end, the the walking round and the the sort of final goodbye and everybody sort of being on the pitch at the same time and that whole collective with your family and, and your friends and everything else. And I think it's just, it's just something to savor um, and take forward in, in life. Really. It was just a lovely, lovely moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one minute. Sorry. Okay. No, Ibrahim. <laughs> Ibrahim has got an important phone call. I think it, it, it might be Paul Lynch trying to re-sign you maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and give him some yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, as, um, like, like, like you said, you know, I mean, uh, I think for me, it's just literally because when I got there, I got there late and everyone was just standing there about to go on the pitch. And that's the memory I will take with me because when I got there and I saw everyone, like, I was like, I want to cry. You know, I was so, like, overwhelmed, you know, I mean, so happy. You know, see, like, every single face is just like, you know, when we used to come out on the pitch, you know, as I say, I've always been late. 
and I'm always probably the last one to come out of the dressing room. So you're coming out and everyone is in front of you. It was exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? And I, I felt a bit emotional saying, hugging everyone. And they told me, hey, go and get chance. You're late. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's the moment I will take with me because that was an amazing moment for me. It was just like, yes, I'm back where I belong. <laughs> All right, listen, thank you so much to, to both of you, to Simon, to Ibrahima. Uh, you know, we'll thank you from from all the fans, really, for for being part of uh, Saturday's game as well. But you know, really great to have you back on the on the podcast, and yeah, really appreciate your time. So, thank you to both of you. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you again. Take care, guys. See you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.